This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello there. I truly hope and I truly play, pray that you are well. We are well. Chris and I are doing good over here at Equipping the Saints Ministries. We have been about our Father's business. This is a day the Lord has made. We will, we will rejoice. We do rejoice. And we are glad in this day, as I have said many times before, regardless to what is happening, God is in control. Therefore, every day is a day that he has ordained. Needless to say, current events hmm, are quite unsettling for many people. The fear and the potential of infection from the coronavirus is wreaking havoc worldwide. Wreaking havoc. Um, I must confess that even being a nurse, I'm a minister, yes, I am multiple things, but I'm a minister and by, by profession, I am also a nurse. And even being a nurse, I have been puzzled. I have been baffled by the reaction, uh, the coverage, and even the um, government response to managing this threat, not saying that I am all that, but um, it, it, it has just been baffling. The whole situation has just been baffling. And if I were not grounded in the Word, if I were not already a believer in Jesus Christ and a believer in what the Word of God tells us, concerning these types of things, concerning our future even as, a, as, as a, a race of people, concerning mankind and God's plan for us, if those things were not already foundational and the anchor in my life, I would probably be just as... Um, What's the word I used the other day? Um, the the uh, the people that are panicked 
hysteria. Hysteria is the word, hysterical, as some of what I am seeing being reported. But I thank God for the foundation being laid when I was a girl (laughs) and being rekindled when I was a young woman and that my anchor holds and it is sure and it is in God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, This reminds me of a song. I actually meant to start my show out with this song. Today, this song just kind of came back to my spirit. It's an old song we used to sing in the Church of God in Christ uh, when I was a teen, when I was younger. Um, And they may have sang it before then, but it says, Jesus is getting us ready for that great day. Jesus is getting us ready for that Great day, Jesus getting us ready for that great day. Who shall be able to stand? I could sing that some more, but that is the question that I'm posing in singing that song. And the emphasis is that. We are supposed to be ready, y'all. We are supposed to be ready when these types of things happen. We're not supposed to be moved. We're not supposed to be shaken. I'm talking to the people of God right now, okay? I'm, I'm addressing this statement to you, to those of you who profess to know God, who profess to be Christians, who profess to be born again, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, we are supposed to be ready. We are supposed to be the ones who can give an answer to those who will hear the answer. Because if you're like me, some of us have been preaching the truth, have been preaching God's Word, have been trying to get people ready have been trying to reach out to to the sinner, to the, to those that are blind, who have no knowledge, who have no understanding of God's truth and God's ways. We've been singing this song. We've been telling this story and warning. You know, God has been wooing. He has been warning. So this 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 should not come as a surprise to us. But when I say that I was baffled, I didn't mean baffled in terms of something like this happening, but like I said, the response to it, the reactions that are, are being um, shared in the news. Um, for example, let me read the post that I wrote on my own personal um, Facebook page, and maybe that will give you some context um, about why I was boggled. I said, it, um, it boggles my mind that a death toll of approximately 37 people in the U.S. constitutes a national state of emergency. This was a few days ago because I was boggled by that. 
I know that the reporting was that it became such or was declared a national state of emergency because it was going to make it easier to release funding needed in order to test and make services available and things of that nature. I understood that, but it was still boggling to me that the math, 37 people, that was all the death toll was. And repeatedly I saw people um, in the health field, I saw people in the health department and the different agencies, you know, put statistics out there and they said how the flu, the flus that we've had in the past years have taken lives of 50, 60,000 people per year. And there has not been this type of hysteria. There has not been this type of panic, okay? Even when things broke out in China, when this virus, the coronavirus, or COVID-19 as some people call it, even when it was reported in China, the death toll at its max, which was last I knew somewhere around 4,000 people, did not reach the numbers of the typical flu, 50, 60,000, okay? But yet there has been this mass worldwide hysteria. That's what I mean when I say mind-boggling. So let me finish reading my article. The Bible does say God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Not saying that I'm wise, but I was puzzled, okay? (laughs) I was puzzled. Then I went on to say maybe people in this country will turn back to God, actually reunite, become families and communities again, stop being so material, I'll sum it up, return to our roots. Oh, how I pray that that is possible how I pray that it is not too late for people to wake up, for people to open, you know, their hearts to the knocking, to the wooing, to the warning that has been happening for years. Oh, I hope and pray that it's not too late for that. In this article, I say a relative once mocked me because I liked watching the show Little House on the Prairie. I haven't been able to watch much of it lately, but I used to watch it regularly. I liked the show because it portrayed a time when people were family. That was something that I really liked about it, especially coming from a fragmented family of my own, coming from an abusive uh, situation and being ended up in foster care and whatnot. Um, I liked the times when people were portrayed as being family. Okay, they were more righteous and cared for each other. They suffered serious losses and tragedies, but looked to God as their source of strength. When they got it wrong or failed, they repented. 
we need to go back to that America and beyond, to that type of America and beyond. Because what we are seeing and have been seeing and the culmination of the events that have been taking place, everything godly has been under attack, okay, from the foundation of the human race, which is the marriage between a man and a woman, then the family itself, okay, to... Ah, it's that time already. I wasn't even looking at the prompt. I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones, and we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, y'all, I'm back. And I just took off in that first segment. I had... Uh, my notes organized about how I wanted to go about this and what I was going to say and do, and I just took off. <laughs> I guess I'm a, a, a little bit um, out of practice, perhaps, or maybe I'm just um, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's go with that one, okay? <laughs> but what I was saying is that 
God has been wooing. He's been warning. We're talking about uh, plagues. We're talking about judgment. We're talking about the coronavirus tonight. And I'm here to tell you that God has been wooing. He has been warning. His word tells us that these things will happen. Warning always comes before destruction. The article that I was referencing, I went on to say in that, God has warned and wooed us for years to repent as a nation. Instead of learning from past disasters, our leaders have defied God. Many of them, I'm not saying all of them, but uh, many of them for years have defied God. I'm so thankful that this current uh, president administration has begun to address issues concerning religious freedom and concerning being one nation under God, concerning life beginning at conception, and that we will honor life as a precious gift from God and things of that nature. But in the past, um, leaders have defied God, shook their fist in his face, and some are still doing it and have declared, we will do as we will. And you wonder, you wonder, you might wonder some why something like this is happening. Let me pause. Let me say, hey, because Chris is with me on the air, um, my, my, my knight in shining armor, my handsome hubby, <laughs> and I do want to pull him into this conversation in case he has something he wants to add, you know, like your 10 cents or something, hubby, you there? How you doing, hubby? I'm here, and I might have a two cents. Just two? Um, well... You got going pretty good in the first segment, so. Oh, okay. Um, well, I just think about in the um, times of Moses where um, Ramses balled his fist up at God and basically said he is God. And he was sent warning after warning after warning, and he was told what to do. And the plagues came, and the last plague that 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 was the biggest one came out of his own mouth. Hmm. And so, um, if we don't respect, if we don't respect God and be still and ask what He's saying, we're going to be so busy with our lives as if we're important, hmm. and and and. We're literally bawling our fists up at him rather than being still. Even when we hear thunder, we should be still because that's something we can't explain except for that's God. Mm-hmm. That's the rumbling of, of, of his whisper. Mm-hmm. But we, we laugh it off and, and go on and do whatever we want to do until it's too late and then we want to cry out and call call on God. So I feel like we're in a time now where he's 
telling us to be still. We're even being forced to be still. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're so spoiled and fat and happy, and we have such a God complex to where we just kind of laugh it off. I mean, some people are taking it serious to a point mm-hmm. because they don't want to get sick, but they don't. That's the reason they may do right if they don't want to get sick and be the next one sick. Mm-hmm. So um, the threat of it. If that's enough to get their attention, then then that's what we pray for because the world has to turn back to God. The world has to um, fear Him, and and fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And we don't fear God. This this country, this world, does, as a whole, does not fear God. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so, God's trying to to get people's attention, but He has ways to do it. Mm-hmm. He has ways to do it, and and He'll do it if if the heart stays hard and the neck stays stiff against Him, and we mm-hmm. keep balling our fists up and saying we're God. You know, Ramses thought he was God. He had statues made of him and everything. So and 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 his ministers praised him and told him how great he was, you know. So mm-hmm. and now people, we just took away sports and and closed the schools and 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 people are panicking mm-hmm. because the kids are home and they don't know what to do with their kids. Well, they were supposed to be raising their kids all the time, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you take it from there. Mm, well, see, you just getting worked up. I felt like you was just now getting worked up. <laughs> just getting nope, into that it. Was, but that was it. Goodness, huh? That was it. That was it? Well, that, that was, was enough for me to um, feel and, and, and witness with what you are saying. Um, you mentioned several things that I do have in my in my plans tonight, too. And since we're talking about plagues, um, and you talked about Moses and Pharaoh and the, the battle that occurred between the two of them as representatives of their gods, okay? Moses represented the God of Israel, the true and living God, the God that we still serve as Christians and as believers. Pharaoh represented the false gods. He represented idolatry. He represented um, everything opposite of God, um, uh, multi-God, small g-o-d-s, and everything opposite of God. So that battle raged until it climaxed, okay? So in the other article that I posted back on the 6th on the radio show, This is the direction that the Lord led me that time, and I said here, Today we address the worldwide panic and hysteria being caused by the latest plague called the coronavirus. God used plagues in that battle between Moses and Pharaoh. Some of those plagues were uh, uh, concerning using the elements, 
you know, like hail coming from the sky. Some of those plagues were involved things like the locust coming as a pestilence and um, the frogs coming as a pestilence. Um, some of the other ones were uh, turning the water to blood, which in turn produced famine and thirst and disease. Okay, we're, so plagues are various forms of um, afflictions, right? So that's why I'm categorizing this virus as a plague. But we say we address the worldwide panic and hysteria being caused by the latest plague called the coronavirus and reinforce our hope, what our hope is. See, it is clear to me that many don't have hope, all right, that they don't have uh, belief in God, they don't have a foundation in God or anything solid, and I even said common sense with some of these things that I'm seeing reported. I'm going back and forth between articles here, but let's read the article from 3.6. Plagues have always occurred, and mankind has not always known why or considered the spiritual reason for them. Some, some communities, if you will, or some leaders, even in biblical times, had enough sense to know that if they, if they were experiencing a plague, then they began to question the source or the reason of this plague. And they began to even ask, you know, why has God done this thing to us? Or why has their God, whoever their God would have been at the time, Ra or, um, you know, Baal or whoever, whichever God they were referencing, Okay, God uses plagues to bring about judgment and or chasten mankind. He also allows sickness to accomplish his purposes in his own people's lives. This is the thing that's kind of interesting, okay? This is illustrated in Scripture over and over. God used sickness to stop a king from violating Abraham's wife, Sarah. He used extreme sickness to promote Job and glorify himself through Job's suffering. There are times when um, sickness is a benefit to us, and I will expound more on this after the break. All right, y'all. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. 
This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, and we are talking about plagues, judgment, and the coronavirus. And I was just reading from one of the articles that I posted on the radio show and expounding on it. And I will pick up where I left off. He, referring to God, he touched Moses' body with the intent of taking his life. He made him sick. When Moses failed to circumcise his son as he was told to do, okay, if God will do that to a man of God, to who who was a man who was called by God and who was serving God at that point, but he had disobeyed God concerning this particular command, okay, if God will do that to his own. This tells you how serious sin is. This tells you how serious disobedience is because, because um, God was going to take Moses' life. And Moses had to correct that thing. Him and his wife had to correct that thing. Okay? The Bible tells how God promised prosperity and good health to the children of Israel as long as they served him and honored him as their God, but promised struggle and poor health if they rejected him. Okay, I'm going to veer from the article just a moment, and I'm going to bring in, um, well, no, I won't. I'll stick with the article, and then later I'm going to talk about a roundtable that I had with my women's group, um, um, we had a women's conference call this past Saturday, and I wanted to hear from the, the seniors um, in, in, involved with our ministry. And I wanted to, I knew what I was thinking and what the things that the Lord was saying to my heart and to my spirit, but I wanted to hear from them. So we did a roundtable, and um, so I'll come back to that. So sticking with the article, um, 
God sent plagues to convince Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. Paul had an infirmity in his flesh that he begged God to heal him of. But God told him there was a reason for the affliction and that God's grace would sustain Paul through the affliction. So I'm just giving you examples of how plagues were used in Scripture to bring correction and judgment as well as to accomplish God's purposes in his own people's lives, okay? God is the only one who's wise enough and intelligent enough to decide when and how to um, use these things, use these situations to effect these situations. So, it's not for us to shake our fist at him when he does permit something and accuse him of being an evil God because he's not. He's not capable of evil. But judgment and correction is also an, ex- an example of his love, believe it or not, because judgment purges, you know, Judgment lets mankind know that sin is, is, is harmful, that the wages of sin is death, and it purges sin out of the earth. When God brings that kind of judgment, it purges sin out of the earth, okay? Just as when he brings correction into our lives, it purges us. It, it helps us to get it together, so... The coronavirus is a plague just like HIV, AIDS, chickenpox, TB, various other flu epidemics, SARS, um, you could just scarlet fever, you could bubonic plague, I might not be, bubonic plague, I might not be, I mean, this is not the first time in mankind's history, okay? that something like this has happened. Now I will go to our roundtable, unless, Chris, you want to interject at this point. You there, handsome? I'm here. Uh, I'm in agreement. I want you to be able to get in everything you need to get in. So, um to some, it may sound far-fetched, and, mm-hmm. and like, what basis do you have to go by? But it's all in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in history. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't pay attention, then you're, in fact, rejecting God's Word. And so... The truth um, the Word. Amen. The truth. Amen. You know, well, and so I'm, um, I'm just in agreement. Okay. Well, I find it interesting... It is, it's interesting to me that even in the last few months, you know, the Bible does tell us that in the last days there will be an increase. And these things have always happened, but the Bible tells us in the last days there will be an increase of these things. There will be an increase of wars, rumors of wars, famine, pestilence, the earth, um, you know, signs and, and wonders in the elements, in the earth, and stuff like that. Um, so it's interesting to me the the uh, increase 
in the amount of distress that has happened just in the past few months, okay, the amount of distress just in a few months. I mean, you could just start listing off things like um, the whole um, uncertainty because of the impeachment hearings, um, the coronavirus uh, breaking out in Wuhan, China in December. Uh, you can name off... Uh, the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and those those that were with him, how impactful that was to the nation. Um, the tornado that just went through Tennessee and caused major devastation, um, shut down some of the places for voting, the disruption of the whole voting process and the debate process, the Democratic debates are being affected because the remaining candidates couldn't even have an audience. Like you mentioned, Chris, um, sports arenas and the sports industry that once professed to be as powerful as God because they, <laughs> I believe it was the NFL that had said that they they on the day of the week. Yes, yes. They, they bragged they all, because on they the said day they, of, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. They said uh, that they uh, own one one day out of the week, and they're they're claiming that they took Sunday away from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even um, even I think about after Katrina. The city officials of New Orleans said, we're going to build it up and we're going to party even more. Yes. Hail Zulu. Yes. Zulu Nation, you know. Yes. And so it's real, and people don't want, to, don't want to look at it that way. People want to look at it, you know, they, 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 they don't want the truth. Right. So. Right, right, right. You're helping me to bring out some of the points. Um um, I mentioned how the president, you know, he's being advised and he is, he does at least have an ear, thank God, for the quote unquote evangelical community. And I know that they're the ones who are probably advising him about the need for these things like uh, the sanctity of life and preservation of the sanctity of life and acknowledging God again and whatnot. But people are still fighting this. There are those that are still fighting it. In other words, shaking their fists like they did after Katrina and saying we're going to build and we're going to be stronger and we're going to still pay homage to, what was that you said? Um, it wasn't voodoo. What was it? It was, um, I can't hear you. I hear you, I think, in the other room, but not on the phone. Um, anyway, uh, you guys so it was just... just Zulu. The Zulu Nation. There you go. Z-U-L-U. Yeah, there are massive moves now um, that people are or have started to try to get blacks to return to their roots, to be more interested in the... Um, the Egyptian heritage, yet God punished Egypt for its persecution of the children of Israel and because he pulled 
the children of Israel out of Egypt because of their false god worship and their paganism, you know, and their anti-righteousness. But yet there's a massive move to stir up blacks so that they'll want to be either, <laughs> you know, Egyptian African, so to speak, you know, you know, embrace that part of their history, or they'll say Hebrew Israelites that don't believe in Jesus Christ, you know, like encourage people to so-called become the true Israelites that don't believe in God, which is the same thing as worshiping Baal or Allah. That's anti-Christ. Okay, when God is the one who said that he sent his only begotten son and that whosoever believes in him should not perish, this was God's plan of salvation for mankind after the years of silence and um, uh, the dark times that God allowed between Malachi and Matthew because of what? Sin and rebellion against God. But we're seeing it right before our very eyes. People shaking their fists and saying, same-sex unions are okay. Homosexuality is okay. Transgenderism, as it's being called, is okay. I call it chaos and confusion. I call it an abomination before God because that's what God calls it, okay? Um, abortion, as the world calls it, when God calls it murder, thou shalt not kill, okay? Covetousness, where I want what you have and I want it at any cost, well, the Bible calls that covetousness. I mean, we could go on and on and on. So my thoughts about this are that God is not pleased. God is not pleased. Alrighty, there's the tunes. There's the tunes. We got one segment left. I'm going to try to pack it in. All right, you guys. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. 
Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Tugginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Let's see how much of this we can pack in. What I was saying was that my thoughts regarding this plague and regarding the coronavirus and what's going on now and how it's impacting the world. It's just, it's just, it's marvelous in a sense. And by that, I mean, it's kind of like, how can something that hasn't even caused the major deaths of some of its other pre, you know, predecessors, you know, how can it be causing such a stir? How, even in China, you know, how can it be causing such a stir worldwide where the economy's in danger? Okay, not only people getting sick is an issue, but the response to it is causing economic impact. But yet, the actual event itself hasn't caused that much harm. If you look at it in a world view, that's marvelous to me. That's how God does things. He does things in a way that confounds us. It confounds our minds, okay? I believe that he is trying to get people's attention, that even so, he's showing grace because there hasn't been an extreme death toll. Other plagues have taken out hundreds of thousands of people at one time. I just read an article the other day, and I forget which plague it was, but it said millions of people died in that plague. You know, there was the tsunami back in, I want to say it was around 2004 or somewhere in that, that took out 200,000 people in one fell swoop. So there's still evidence to me of God's grace in the midst of this, I believe that he is trying to get people's attention in the midst of the strife, in the midst of the shaking the fist in his face, 
in the midst of the cry for more sin and more rebellion, I believe that he's still trying to get people's attention. In the midst of public figures and government officials saying things like, U-C-K, a national day of prayer, when the president called for prayer and uh, people to be prayerful yesterday, yesterday was a national day of prayer, this article, and I heard it on Jay Sekulow's radio program as well, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib retweets David Hogue's suggestion to F, star, 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 a national day of prayer, saying we don't need a national day of prayer. We need uh, immediate action and so forth and so on. Public figures putting up billboards that say sin against God, not those words, but fighting for something that is rebellion against God and then say, and I'm not afraid of going to hell. Okay? Wow. Well, this leads into roundtable that I had with uh, the mothers in my group. And one of the mothers said, just prior to our call, the Lord led her to go to Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy in the Bible. Chapter 28, and we read from verses 59 to 63. Tune in to this. Tune in to this because it recaps everything that I've already been saying. Okay? This was God talking to the children of Israel, his chosen people at the time. His, they're still his chosen people, but his chosen people. He says, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed. Now, we spent a little bit of time talking about the definition of wonderful because it did not mean the way we typically think it to mean. It meant, like what I'm describing, mind-boggling. It meant undescribable. It meant wondrous, as in beyond understanding, okay, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. He repeated it, okay? When God repeats something, he is emphasizing it, all right? Moreover, he says, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Okay? This was a disease that started in China, and it's spreading to other countries and, and also to the U.S. God says, I'm going to bring the diseases of Egypt on you that you were afraid of. See, there were diseases specific to Egypt that the children of Israel did not have because they were under God's protection and because they were living under his protection. But now God says, also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, 
Then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So God became angry with the children of Israel and said, I'm going to allow the plagues that were for your enemies, that were for the idolaters and the evildoers and the idol worshipers to come upon you until you are destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught and ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. This is a sight of God that many people, Christians even, preachers even, pastors even, don't want to teach about. They don't want to invoke fear. And as Chris said earlier, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, though, see, because it's what keeps you from falling into this kind of a pit. Okay, Mother brought this out so eloquently to us, and we talked about it, and we hashed it out, and we looked at other examples in mankind's history where God has allowed nations to rise and fall because of sin, where he has used other nations to oppress one nation, even if it was a sinful nation, even the Babylonians that were sinful, he used them to chastise Israel over and over. Okay, she talked about how with the tornado that I mentioned, there was a story that came out in the news, and there was a couple who was caught up in this tornado. They were taken up in the tornado, and I've heard of things like this happening in the past. They were taken up in this tornado, but they didn't die. Look at God's grace. They didn't die. And then for some reason, they decided when they were spared that they better get married. They realized that they were living in sin, that they were shacking up, and they felt compelled to get married. Okay, that is the response that people are supposed to have when calamity comes. They're supposed to stop and examine how they're living. In my other article that I was reading, I didn't finish reading that part, and I said at the end of that article, we encourage all to take notice of how they are living. Turn to God and make needed changes that will invoke God's mercy, restoration, and contain this latest epidemic. Okay? That's what this couple did. Their eyes were open. And they said, oh, we better change some things, okay? Denounce sin. Denounce your sinful lifestyle if you're living in sin. Repent. That's all you got to do. 
That's all God wants us to do. His grace is still evident even now, before this thing gets out of hand, before multi-thousands of dollars, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, thousands of lives or millions of dollars are, are lost and our economy is bankrupt. How about repenting and accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, being born again and turning from your sin? One of the, I can't get everything in that we talked about, but one of the two things that I do want to leave you with is how the Lord had just reminded me right after the impeachment trial that he was not going to continue to steal grace to this nation if the leaders and the people as a whole continue to reject him. I was thanking God, and I was saying, thank you, Lord, for the grace that you've shown us because of my personal fears that if the Democratic Party has their way, this nation would go further and further and further away from God. And God spoke to me, and he said, but I will not continue to show grace if they continue to reject me. And then the final thing that we talked about as women was Psalms 91. And Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is why I chose the image of the eagle on the show page, hovering over its chicks, hovering over its little birdies, because that's how God is with his own. 